0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Hour 3 of Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Playoff style, the Bills take on the Patriots tonight in Orchard Park. An 8-15 kickoff. We have coverage for you up until kickoff right here on WGR. I'm Louie DiBiase, Derek Kramer. Joining me, Zach Jones on the board. And now joining us on the West Her Hotline to help preview Bills Patriots. He is the host of Locked on Patriots. It's Mike DeBate. Mike, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Anytime, Louie. Always my honor. Always my pleasure to join you here on the airwaves. One hell of a game we have on tap. Pat's bills, the third round, the rubber match, however you want to bill it. Uh, No pun intended, but I (laughs) guess there is a pun intended there. But no, all kidding aside, this has the makings of an instant classic tonight in Orchard Park.
1: Yeah, Mike, I feel like, you know, the rivalry, would you agree, this game feels a little more personal for both fan bases this time? It feels a little more intense with, you know, these teams are closer now. You know, the last 20 years, Tom Brady really owned this Buffalo team, and the hatred really only went one way. But this year, it does feel a lot different, a lot more back and forth, and um, I think it makes for an intense matchup tonight. Obviously, playoff games are always like that, but the rivalry, I think, is really heightened
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Look, bottom line... For a number of years, for a couple of decades, you're right. This was more of a one-sided rivalry, and a lot of that had to do with the supremacy of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick really, I think, running roughshod over the league. It wasn't simply over the Buffalo Bills, although there was a one-sided advantage uh, heavily in the favor of the Patriots. But the last couple of seasons have seen Patriots fans take a look at the Buffalo Bills in a whole new light, and there's a big reason for that. The Buffalo Bills have simply been the better team. Their quarterback, Josh Allen, has emerged into one of the top quarterbacks. I would put him in the very top tier of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Their defense has continued to be stifling in all three levels and they're extremely well coached by Sean McDermott. So, these are things that play uh, that teams used to say about the New England Patriots. That fans used to say about the New England Patriots and especially the media. Now Patriots fans are taking a look at the Buffalo Bills, kind of riding that level a little bit and taking the division title. So, while there's still the hatred from Bills fans to Patriots fans, and there always will be, it's a little more both-sided now because the New England Patriots are starting to see that the Buffalo Bills are not only a formidable adversary, but dare I say, the New England Patriots are looking up at the Buffalo Bills right Right. now as the, uh, the top dog in the division, and rightfully so.
1: Yeah, Mike, I feel like, you know, you add the rivalry as part of the equation, but also the matchup, I think... The Bills maybe preferred this game compared to who else they could have played in the first round. Um, what say you when it comes to the Patriots, though? Do you think the team, the fan base, the media, that this was the matchup they wanted? When You know, you add the rivalry equation to it, um, the matchup itself on the field. Like, is this the game New England wanted to settle the score?
2: Uh, I think there's an element of the fan base that wanted to see the Cincinnati Bengals. I know there's an element of Boston media that would probably have rather have seen the Bengals on this weekend. (laughs) Uh, The New England Patriots in the locker room The vibe that we've been getting from the players and speaking to them this week, this is the matchup I think they wanted. They are very prideful in that New England locker room, and you have guys that were a part of the old guard, quote-unquote, in New England, like Devin McCordy, Matthew Slater, Dante Hightower. They've been there in the glory days, and they know that to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I think there's a part of it that New England wanted to see the Buffalo Bills, the problem with that is be careful what you wish for the bills have have been a very difficult opponent for the new England Patriots the last couple of years and I think the game on the 26th in Foxborough was a little more in line with the type of game that you're going to see tonight uh the obviously the the weather was a huge factor in uh in the first game the wind 60 mile an hour gusts sustained winds at 25 to 35 miles an hour That's going to change the game plan of any team that's involved. So when you look at what we might see on the field tonight, it's going to be difficult for the New England Patriots to play their game. There's a path to success for New England in this game. They're going to have to play nearly flawless football in order to pull it off.
3: So, Mike, you mentioned the recent history with this Bills team. And one of the biggest reasons, obviously, being the differences under center. Josh Allen sometimes playing his best games of the season against what is usually a vaunted Patriots defense, despite what the Patriots have been able to do this season around the league defensively, it seems like they still have an issue with containing number 17 and the Bills passing attack.
2: Yeah, I actually wrote about this very uh, prominently for sports illustrated earlier today and yesterday uh, about being a complicated problem in being able to contain Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And look, bottom line, Josh seemed to have an answer for everything that the Bill Belichick defense threw at him last time these two teams played. It was simply just a mismatch. Every time that the Patriots tried to prevent or attempt to prevent Josh from extending plays with his legs, he would utilize the five-man rush or the three-man rush. He'd be able to scramble. He'd be able to find the intermediate areas of the field. When the Patriots dared him to try to use the intermediate areas of the field and utilize the check down, something Josh Allen never did in the past. He would take the bait and throw the ball downfield, and that would allow the Patriots to be able to be ball hawking and really lead him into some uncomfortable decisions. To his credit, Josh Allen took those checkdowns and advanced the ball. He realized that whatever the Patriots are going to give you is what I have to take advantage of, and that's something he did so well the last time. If the Pats are going to find any success at all tonight against Josh Allen, it starts with trying to put more pressure on him, and this is where you have to point the finger at Matt Judon. He needs to come up and be that big-time pass rusher that the Patriots hoped he could be. He was in the early part of the season, sputtered a little bit in the second half of the season, but that's what they're going to have to do, a more balanced plan of attack, utilize that power pass rush, mm-hmm. have that be the primary focus. You don't want to allow Matt Judon or someone of that nature to be uh, you know, speedy in his pursuit because the Buffalo offensive line is very good at being able to force pass rushers past the quarterback and then neutralize it in that case. The Patriots are going to have to be aggressive, put a little more pressure on Josh Allen. If they can do that, they have a puncher's chance in this one.
3: So, Mike, one of the big things that I mentioned to Louie a couple segments ago was um, it, it was the Isaiah McKenzie in last time these two teams played. And... One of the big things I'm expecting from that, from the Patriots as a response is a lot more of a, a zone coverage aspect because Stephon Diggs, J.C. Jackson, it seems like it's been tilted towards Diggs a lot in those man coverage situations. What would you want to do when it comes to best defending the passing attack or what you think the Patriots should be doing to try to stymie Buffalo's offense today?
2: Well, they're going to have to uh, essentially utilize that three-man safety set that the New England Patriots love to employ. That mm-hmm. means heavy dosage of Dam- uh, excuse me, of uh, Devin McCourty, a heavy dose of uh, Adrian Phillips, and then, of course, Kyle Duggar coming in and being the equalizer in that group. The problem is the Bills have a full contingent of wideouts and pass catchers that can make that problematic. Every time you try to use that three-man safety set to shut off the interior part of the field, which would be either the slot receiver in Cole Beasley, the intermediate receivers that the Bills have, and they have three guys that can play that role. When you talk about Gabe Davis, you look at Isaiah McKenzie and the job that he did last time around. Let's not forget, Emmanuel Sanders can be effective in that role as well. A lot of times Patriots fans think of him only as an outside threat. He can be very effective in the slot if the Patriots force him on the inside. If you do a great job of being able to contain them, which is no easy task, then you're leaving Dawson Knox open. And that is a recipe for disaster. Dawson is one of the better receiving tight ends in the league, you know, atop the league when it comes to tight end, uh, you know, touchdowns. So, it's a pick your poison with the New England Patriots at this point. That to me is the key of this game. If Josh Allen is hitting the intermediate areas of the field and he's utilizing all of his pass catchers, it's going to be a long night for the Patriots tonight in Orchard Park.
1: Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots joining us in the West Hur hotline here on Sports Talk Saturday. Um, Mike. What, what about the offensive philosophy for the Patriots today? Because obviously the last time it was pretty frigid conditions. Of course last time in Buffalo though um, the weather, it did have more wind, precipitation, so that shouldn't be an issue tonight. But at, you saw at that time Mac Jones had only three passing attempts. Do you think they're going to come in? You talked about being aggressive on defense. On offense I mean, are they really going to stick to the run game? Are they going to have that conservative of an approach again? Or how much is going to be on Mac, shoulder, uh, Mac Jones's shoulders tonight?
2: well initially what the new england patriots will try to do is what they've done all season they're going to try to run the ball early run the ball often get the game going and then have the run game facilitate play action and that's when mac jones is at his best hitting the intermediate areas of the field using the check down but also utilizing his receivers like jacoby myers kendrick Bourne, hunter henry give these guys an opportunity to get the ball in the intermediate area of the field and make things happen I still think, though, the New England Patriots, if they're going to be successful, has to take a page out of the Cobra Kai book. They have to strike first. They have to strike hard. They've got to put points on the board early. And what they have to do is take shots down the field. And for all Patriots fans that are getting squeamish on that, and Buffalo fans that are licking their chops about making Mac Jones beat you down the field, take a look at the second half of the Miami Dolphins game. Mac utilized the field a little bit better than people may think he did in this regard. He was able to hit uh, on a couple of occasions. He was able to find uh, options down the field, and he was able to actually be able to complete some of those passes. So if the Patriots are to be able to do that, they have to take a page out of that repertoire. Matt completed five of eight passes beyond 20 yards in the air in the second half Hmm. against Miami. Look for him to do that. They're going to try to get the ball away. If you're the Bills, you try to counter that by strategically placing those blitzes from the second and third levels of the defense. I know Buffalo secondary doesn't often deploy them in that regard, but it would be smart for them to do it, especially knowing guys like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are so well uh, positioned to be able to mimic each other's uh, capabilities. If they can do that and put pressure on Mac and prevent him from getting the ball downfield, then you've got the Patriots right where you want them.
1: Yeah, Mike, too, you've seen as well this year with the Patriots, I mean, obviously the seven-game win streak. Um, lately they have struggled, you know, three of their last four games and um, losses. Um, what has been the, the struggle for New England mostly down the stretch compared to when they were winning games for almost two straight months?
2: Well, I'd love to say that it was, uh, you know, from a Bills perspective, that it was more, uh, you know, breakdowns in uh, in ability or Mm -hmm. Mac is getting figured out or things of that nature. But to be totally honest with you, the Patriots have done a fair job of adjusting to some of the early struggles that they have. What the Patriots need to do, what they need to do better than anybody right now or they need to do better than they have done in the past is – stop these self-inflicted difficulties. The Patriots have basically put themselves in a position to lose these games because of problems related to uh, you know, issues on, uh, you know, on special teams, miscues, uh, untimely penalties, uh, things that the Patriots are generally not penchant to do. They've done, and these types of self-inflicted problems have been the reason why they've gotten out to early deficits. Uh, This is something they have to correct. They cannot afford to commit untimely penalties. They can't afford to turn the ball over. They need better ball security, and they can't afford to have special team snafus and miscues. If Jake Bailey is getting punts blocked or these guys are not hitting assignments on special teams, that's where the New England Patriots can really become unraveled very quickly. So those types of things have to be cleaned up. If New England does that, then they can try to stand toe-to-toe with the Buffalo Bills on Saturday night. But if they're doing things like that, it's going to make it very easy for the Bills mm-hmm. to make the Patriots a one-and-done team tonight. Mike
3: DeBate, Mike DeBate joining us on the West Her Hotline. Mike, uh, no Isaiah win for this game. What is that going to mean for the Patriots' offensive front and, uh, and how effective they can be running the football here today?
2: That's gonna be a difficulty for the Patriots to have to overcome. And honestly, when it comes to their ability to run the football, I think in a lot of regard, the right side of the of the line is going to be more effective. That's where you see Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson really shine. And that area of the field is still intact. One of the reasons why I think you'll see Nikhil Harry active tonight is because of the fact that he's so good at being able to set the edge and be able to help the Patriots in run-blocking situations. Mm. I think Isaiah Wynn's absence, to me, is more of an indictment on the passing game, and that's where it's going to be very difficult. Look, Justin Harone is probably going to end up taking those uh, snaps. He did it against Miami. I know Patriots fans want to see Michael Wainu return to the right side throw Trent Brown over to the left there's a slight chance you might see it but I don't think you're going to I think those carries uh, or those uh, snaps I should say are going to be on her own and there are some positive components into what this kid can do in pass protection he can frame the rusher he keeps them at the end of his reach he's a pretty patient lineman he tries to do his best to stay square on the perimeter but at the same time He's got some functional strength issues, and that's where I think the Bills can exploit that. This is going to be his first postseason game. It's a bright light to shine on a kid that is only, for all intents and purposes, a rookie. Didn't see too much, you know. uh you know. Inform- uh, you know um, uh didn't see too much in terms of uh, uh, playing time right. in uh, 2020. So this is going to be a tough, uh, you know, matchup for him to be able to you know rise to that occasion but there are flashes of talent there and if he can get some contributions especially from Ted Karras and maybe Awenu you know coming in and, and relieving him a little bit and David Andrews setting the pace in the middle part of that offensive line uh, then, then he might be able to be solid but this is an area of concern for the Patriots without a doubt.
1: Mike I'm curious. Where do you think Bill Belichick's head is at right now? Because I think this offseason, you know, yes, did he go more for the long term by taking Mac Jones in the first round and, you know, releasing Cam Newton? That was definitely more of a long-term focus with that decision. But at the same time, when you look at what he did this offseason, bringing in Mac Jones, who felt like the most ready-to-go prospect in the 2021 NFL Draft at quarterback, you know, the highest floor, maybe not the highest ceiling, but I think... People envisioned him being the most ready, and that's why San Francisco even potentially considered him when they moved up to that third overall pick. And, you know, his free agent moves, they spent more money this offseason than they really ever have with Belichick running the team. And so, in that way, that was very short-term. And coming off a Tom Brady win in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, it felt like maybe that's part of Belichick's motivation to get back to winning. I don't know. I mean, how long do you think Belichick wants to do this for and where's his head at with the short-term and long-term future he has in new England?
2: It sounds like a cop-out, but uh, knowing, you know, Bill and getting a chance to cover him for the past two seasons, yeah. I think he's squarely focused on the Bills tonight, mm-hmm. and I think he'll make those decisions when he has to, see how this season plays out, the off season plays out. Uh, Bill Belichick is someone that feeds off of the game of football, and every time that I've ever had the opportunity to either be around Bill or, or you know, hear what he has to say, whether it be in, you know, Zoom meetings with the media or in-person meetings with the media... He doesn't sound like a guy that's ready to give up the game of football just yet. Obviously, no one really knows what Bill is going to do. That's going to be his decision, and that's something he'll make for himself and his family when the time comes. But in terms of people saying he's ready to ride off into the sunset, I've seen that pop up a little bit this week. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. It's not something I'm saying that can happen, but yeah. I'm just not ready to, uh, to, to make that leap of faith just yet based on what I've seen from Bill Belichick. He'll continue to look at what options are best for the football team, and I think he'll attack the offseason in the same regard. He was aggressive in this past offseason, yeah. but the Patriots had the cap space to do it. They won't have that cap space this time around, but doesn't mean that Bill still won't be looking for ways to improve the team. I think he sticks around, and I don't think he's ready to go anywhere in the immediate
1: future. Mike, last thing for you. Taking a look at the playoffs right now, obviously the first two games kick off today. It's been a very unpredictable 2021 NFL season. It's been wide open. It feels like there really isn't a juggernaut. Even the best of the best have gotten blown out and have had tough stretches. The Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills have had it. But at the same time, teams like the Patriots have been on fire. Um, Where is your head at right now with the Super Bowl? I want to get uh, our guest predictions so far. Is there a hunch you have of what you think we'll see later on in February?
2: Uh, You know, this is one year where it's so difficult to Mm -hmm. nail down exactly who is going to emerge because every team has its positives and its negatives. I don't think there's a runaway juggernaut in the AFC. I don't think there's a runaway juggernaut in the NFC. Right now, back to the wall, I think a lot of people are picking or are at least looking at uh, you know, Chiefs Packers as an option. Uh, never count out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. I've seen too much of Tom over the course of the last two decades covering him uh, both in New England and in uh, Tampa Bay to count him out. I would say don't count the, the Buffalo Bills out either. I mean, this is a team that is capable of beating anybody on both sides of the ball. And any time a Bill Belichick team is in the playoffs, they're a dangerous option as well. And I know I'm missing a ton of teams here, and I don't mean to you know, uh, you know negate anyone else being able to do that, but uh, there are so many teams right now that are in the mix. That's kind of where my – Head is at in terms of uh, of the Super Bowl. Uh, I would probably say the Chiefs and the Bills concern me, uh, or uh, you know, look at me. Uh, you know, look at uh, you know to be uh, the primary options right. in the AFC right now uh, with the with the uh, the Packers and the uh, the Bucks being uh, the primary threats in the NFC, but. Anything and everything can happen in the NFL.
1: Mike DeBate of the Lockdown Patriots podcast joining us on the Wesher Hotline here on Sports Talk Saturday. You can follow Mike on Twitter at mDebateNFL, and you can find Lockdown Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Mike, as always, great stuff. My favorite Patriots guest to have on the show, and we always appreciate your
2: insight. Anytime, gentlemen. Always my honor, always my pleasure. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, let's uh, hope for the best, May the best team win.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Mike DeBate of the Lockdown Patriots podcast, joining us right here on WGR.
3: Mike, like us, is going to be in his feelings tonight. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's going to be stressful for everybody. He's
1: always even killed, though. That's why I like having him <laughs> on the <laughs> yeah, he's, show. He's, he's very unlike most Boston media. Yeah, he's, so he's very much him. like him,
3: yeah. and, him and Mark Schofield, I would definitely say. Uh, I love talking to Mark. I, I miss Mark, and I, I'm definitely going to be thinking about him uh, throughout, yep. and probably chirping him today.
1: Let's keep talking to some people from Boston. We're going to go back to the phones. Connor in Boston joins Sports Talk Saturday. Uh, Connor, go right ahead.
4: Hey, so uh, I just, I just want to say we're, we're driving out uh, from Boston right now. I, I think you're going to be surprised at how many uh, Pat fans are on there. The tickets sunk to an incredible low price. We bought ours in at like 35 bucks. Uh, the home field advantage is definitely going to be clipped. You got a lot of Bills fans who have their faces covered up. Uh, and I think ultimately Josh Allen doesn't play well in the cold. Uh, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of that home field advantage taken away, and I think people are expecting to see the Bills' offense coming out hot, and, and you're just mm. not going to see that tonight, whether it was with Josh Allen, is really gotcha. doesn't have a good track record in big games in the cold.
1: Uh, Connor, how do you feel that Mac Jones will do if Josh Allen's not going to do well in the weather?
4: I, you know, I, I think we could be surprised. Last time we mm-hmm. saw Mac Jones out in Buffalo, we only saw him throw three times. I think uh, there's a reason for that, uh, though, right? I, I, I think uh, no, it could be. I, I, yeah. I'm He's not known for playing in the cold, but I think when you take the wind out, you definitely have at least some of a passing game you can get out of Mac, and and I think the concern still lies with with uh, the Bills, where where the Pats have such a good rushing attack they can rely on.
3: I will say this though, Connor. Um, one of the big things is going to be how far the Bills go. Is going to be how far how well Josh Allen plays. Are you concerned a little bit though on the other side of things? Because I'm just curious. I want to pick your brain. Are you curious yeah. though about um, how well the Patriots? or not well, they've been able to really defend Stephon Diggs over the course of the two years. J.C. Jackson's been manned up on him, but it's not been favoring him.
4: Look, I I know you, Bill Sands, love talking about the J.C. Jackson-Diggs matchup. I don't think that's going to be a problem tonight. Mm. If only for the reason that Josh Allen's going to be looking on the other side of the field. We're missing Jalen Mills. You're going to have Jawan Williams. Uh, If if you're looking at any attention where, where the ball's going tonight, it's going to be on the other side of the field.
1: Gotcha. All right. Thanks, Connor, for the call. He's driving in from Boston. Uh, he's pretty confident. I
3: forgot to tell him to pour soup in his and pants.
1: That call is why people <laughs> want this win more than anything. That's I, at least why I want to see the Bills send this team home. I, he wasn't. He no, wasn't he was over good. the top I, I know,
3: though. I know, I know. Like you know, I was. I was expecting yeah, based yeah. on the call screen description <laughs> that it was going to be one of those obnoxious ones. No, he. He. he I, I was intrigued though to pick
1: his brain a little. I just bit. don't know how you can say you like. You he think didn't get the defensive Patriots when might win because Josh Allen will struggle, but how. Then you flip the script, and how's your quarterback? But he didn't—he didn't get defensive
3: and flustered though when we flipped the script on him, though. Sure, I'll, I'll yeah. give him his credit. You know, like calling into a calling into a enemy lines. That's you know, it's not the easiest thing to do. But see, either. this is
1: why it's fun though, because like you never had yeah. this dynamic before this year. Oh, yeah. with this rivalry, because it wasn't really a rivalry. So that's why this makes it definitely more exciting. Uh, we're at the break. We've got 30 more minutes for you here on Sports Talk Saturday, previewing Bills Patriots, but guess what? We have coverage for you right here on WGR up until the 8:15 kickoff. Louis DiBiase, Derek Kramer, Zach Jones here for one more segment next on WGR.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours Listen, the Patriots, the,
5: the, the rookie wall, there's no such thing as a rookie wall with this kid. He's got a rag arm. He couldn't throw in that windstorm. The other guy threw the ball all over the park. And then yesterday proved it. Receivers, no receivers. Skill players, no skill receivers. The kid playing quarterback ain't our future. The future of the NFL is over in Buffalo. That guy, six foot 6'4", 230, runs right by you. Throws at ninety yards, and the other thing I want to say is, Belichick hasn't won butt kiss without Tom Brady. So to, to be overinflated on this, Bill Belichick, great defense. Let's run the ball. Yeah, Bill Parcells did that back in the eighties. So that, is that where we're going here with this team? Come on, it's over. AFC goes through Buffalo for twenty years, not us. It's over. Wow, wow, Bobby, bringing the high heat.
1: Curtis would have loved that. <laughs> I want to beat them so bad.
3: Oh, I want the sequel to that. That's that's one of my dreams right there, and that's kind of why we played that. Quarterback. Ap- coming in was thinking about, like, what does the sequel of that sound like if the Bills beat the Patriots today? Mm. And then you listen to EEI on Monday, and you just want to hear Bobby call back in and pretty much throw the same stuff down.
1: This is Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Louis DiBiase, Derek Kramer, and Zach Jones with you for – one last uh, bottom of the hour. It's got but, a rag on. But we do have coverage for you up until <laughs> kickoff at 8.15. Bills Patriots, the wild card, kicks off tonight in Orchard Park. Not for the entire NFL, though. We do have Bengals Raiders coming up after this show, which is I can't wait for that game.
3: I will say this. Before we go back to the phones, um, yep. now that I'm thinking about it more, um, Connor and Boston, yeah. uh, Buddy.
1: Was I too snarky? I don't no, think no, 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 so. no, no, no. I think no, his no. subtle arrogance is what was – because he's it's probably like a 30-year-old that- Patriots fan that has never <laughs> – Felt any sort of <laughs> suffering, and that was what made me more angry. <laughs> so uh, the
3: one the one thing I will take exception to is I, I appreciate the fact that you went and bought tickets and are driving down. That's great. Did you see the
1: subtle dig too about how tickets are cheap? Like was Dude, that a buffaloed? First like, off, thing? that's
3: who cares. I but, felt that too. Ready? You're going up against probably intoxicated Bills fans who need to be drunk to stay warm. You're gonna drown that out?
1: Child, please. 803-0550 is the number to call. It's going to be a cold, cold day down in Orchard Park, but we've probably got already a lot of tailgaters In Op, I'm sure it'd probably be a lot easier to watch a game right now in Arizona or somewhere else. But Bills fans are going to show up. Should I get the weather
3: report for old time's sake? here? Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not breakfast with the Bills. There's no sponsor read, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. So uh, if you're out there right now, smashing tables, drinking, um, trying to stay soup soup in the pockets as the Bills TikTok suggests. Somebody got
1: married outside the stadium today in seven degree weather. Who the hell's getting married in seven degree weather? Somebody got married.
3: Also, uh, it's seven degrees. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be. Be probably six degrees at kickoff, but winds will not be anywhere higher than five to ten miles an hour, so we're not looking at the death of the passing game as we know it, part two. Let's, this weather brought to yes, you by... Derek Kramer. Sports Talk Saturday. <laughs> Get your Sports Talk Saturday with breaks on time without Nate Geary.
1: Hey, you're really going after Nate today. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. 803-0550. We'll start here with Mike in Ithaca. Mike, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. Go right ahead.
5: Hey, guys, can you hear me all right? I'm driving. we got you. All right. Awesome. Happy Football Saturday. Um, First of all, it's such a great feeling that when the Bills clinched a playoff berth, it didn't feel like we won the Super Bowl. It's just starting to feel normal again, and I just can't explain. I had season tickets from 08 to 18, uh, a miserable time, (laughs) and when they were in the Super Bowls in the 90s, I was like 10 years old. So, I mean, this is bucket list for me, and um, my wife is with me, and, I mean, I uh, I know if the weather allows me, I'm going to cry tonight, but I might not physically be able to. Um, yeah. With that being said, I truly think uh, there is no way a guy named Michael McCorkle is going to come <laughs> in here as a rookie and beat the Bills in January. And the last thing is a kind of a lame question, but – I am dying to see the end zones painted red, like in the old days. Can we Ooh, confirm I mean, or I mean. deny? Do they do they have the red zone uh, or the, the end zones painted red, or is it is it blue?
1: I would love, and uh, Mike appreciate the call. I would love for them to go back to the classic red yeah, end zones, I, especially if they wore the red jerseys. You know, dude, the red helmets red too were also. Yeah. So, well, like, I'm probably the, being they can nostalgic. Can wear the red helmets next year. Yeah, I'm probably so being, maybe maybe they're yeah. saving it for next year when the the new helmet rule yeah. kicks into place where you can wear multiple helmets. Yeah, so I'm being nostalgic, but I love the red.
3: Yeah, and I think that if you wore that with the all red color rush, it would. Probably be the look that Thursday I'd want. night
1: football next year. Give me the '90s jerseys back and paint those end zones yeah. red. Right. Let's go I would be to okay uh, with that. yeah, absolutely. But I do I like what he said though that it is becoming it's an expectation more than a surprise. The Bills continue on this um, on this run of contending for sure. So it is cool to have it just be a norm now. Let's go to Andrew and Auburn. Andrew, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. Go right ahead. Hey guys,
5: uh, first point is oh, so it's me. What? <laughs> Andrew, you're on WGR. Yeah, I'm here, guys. All right, there we go. Let's, let's be clear about something. Uh, Mac Jones absolutely stinks. I mean, he's terrible. He has not played well. Uh, you know, all the evidence the last few weeks has absolutely shown that. Um, the, the second point I'd make, you know, is the Patriots coaching staff, you know, the great Belichick really right now uh, better than uh, this uh, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. Um they don't draft well. The roster construction stinks. So Bills fans should be confident right now with this matchup.
1: Yeah, Andrew, thanks for the call. Um Again, I don't, I don't think Mac Jones stinks. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, he almost had 4,000 passing yards this year as a rookie, nearly 70% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, not an incredible ratio at 92.5 rating. Um, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. I mean, that's what I think, and I don't think he was worth a first-round pick, and I don't really understand where Bill Belichick's head is at because if you're going to stay coaching in the NFL after Tom Brady and you've won six Super Bowls, why are you staying in? It's to win more championships, not to be middling and be be a wild card team, and I just don't think the Patriots can ever really be much more than that. Are there years where, again, that kind of quarterback can get you to a Super Bowl? Sure. Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers did it just a few years ago. Blake Bortles and Case Keenum were playing in conference championships in 2017. But how many times did they do that? It was a one-and-done thing for all of those teams. Have teams like that won a Super Bowl? Sure. But has anybody turned into not even a a dynasty, but a consistent championship contender in that way? No. And so that is where I think it's just, I would never invest in that kind of player. I mean, that's just me, yeah. and that's just my philosophy on roster building.
3: Zach, what the hell are you doing to me? Why is it that every time that you're on the board for me, some caller is pissed about Brian Dable? I didn't do anything. That's not
4: me. It is on you. <laughs> All
1: right, well, let's find out. Mark and West <laughs> Seneca, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. Go right ahead.
6: Oh, uh, How are you doing, guys? Good. Uh, I, I'm not pissed about Dable. No, that's, that's – Oh, I it's just uh, a
3: generalization. Like, I've taken yeah. a lot of bad – or angry dayball callers, so uh, a little PTSD for me.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, I think Brian has had uh, an up and down season, but I'm not even going to go into any of that. That's not that's not why I'm calling. Okay. Um I'm just saying that um, I heard a stat last week that Josh is the number one quarterback in the league, and I don't know if this is true or not because I did not look it up uh what play action pass from under center and. I've often said with the struggles that we've had with our running game, and we have all these quote-unquote separators at the wideout positions, why haven't we developed a three-to-five-step uh, quick passing game from under center with Josh to replace the running game when it's not going for those you know, early down and distance, to put us in better early down and distance scenarios. And we have, for four years now, it's not even, from what I can see, really been attempted so i was curious as to what you guys thought about that and Mm -hmm. i just want to mention talk about this connor character that just called (laughs) (laughs) we we cannot allow a boston sports fan to call into one of our hometown shows and then just ignore it as much as he was trying to act like he was reasonable and understanding and wanted to have a go back and Mm -hmm. forth he was disrespecting josh in a roundabout it was the way subtle
1: arrogance, he, Mark, yeah, is what you it, could it, tell. You know, he didn't have yeah.
6: the guts to yeah. come out and say what he really thought <laughs> of Josh. And they keep playing this scenario up there, the Boston fans and the media, that Matt Jones is really good and he's going to be better than Josh if he isn't already. And what I say to that is stick with it, uh, Boston. Stay in that camp. Put your eggs in the Matt Jones basket, and we'll take our chances with Josh up against yep. you uh, for the next 12, 15 years, whatever it might be. And we'll see where it is at the end of it, because I just can't believe that they're going to try to act like they're looking at things, you know, equally. And they're going to say, that guy has more talent than that guy. Yeah. That is just, that is just Boston sports fans' arrogance. It man. really
1: is. It really you is, know? Mark. And as we... they,
6: as they, for me, the Boston sports fan, and I'm not going to say Boston people, mm-hmm. okay, but the Boston sports fan, they rival the Maple Leaf fans as the most obnoxious, arrogant,
1: Although Please Toronto Maple Leafs fans have say absolutely worse. no reason to mark thanks for the call but they have Boston no fans are reason worse. to be arrogant. Boston fans are worse At least Patriots fans I understand why a 28-year-old Patriots fan would feel that way I mean they know nothing else I mean that they know that's nothing they else but do. success
3: but you're more obnoxious because of the fact that there is the entitlement there is this um I'm better than you mentality to them and it just you Know what? Yeah, that does need to get nipped in the bud, Mark. Very good all around points there. Yeah, you the, are correct, by the way. It was, um, it was measured. I think it was PFF measuring yes. it. He is the best player in play action when it comes to passer rating, completion percentage, mm-hmm. and yardage. So, that those things were true. You didn't uh back it up, but those things are correct. Uh, that said. The quick passing game, it happens. Uh, I was gonna say and, it's just not when under do, center;
1: it's in shotgun. Yeah. But I feel like last year, especially, they last did this year they where,
3: thrived with it. And anytime yeah, that they've gone back to it. it, anytime yeah. they go back to it, it tends to do very well. Especially with um with what Mike Debate was talking about with us, yeah. um, how they want to do that three safety approach. Right, that's exactly how to beat them. In and counteract that kind of defensive strategy is the quick passing game. Mm. So I'd expect to see a lot more of that again today yeah. because of how you used McKenzie last game. They may try to prepare for that, right. but you can counteract that with Beasley sitting in those zones. You can counteract that with Diggs moving around and not having J.C. Jackson around him, even though he has been getting the better of Jackson a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot to it, and I do think the quick passing game we'll see it again tonight.
1: And I think part of it will allow you on because to be the football is not
3: going to really yeah. carry as well with it, it's it's not going to carry as much mm-hmm. distance to it because of a colder ball. Right. So I do expect to see a lot more of the short passing game. I think part
1: of it, game. too, is in the shotgun, why you want to be in shotgun. I think it does benefit when you're doing empty sets, when you like to spread it out the way the Bills' offense does. And also Josh Allen's threat as a runner, you want him in shotgun in that way. So I think that's why a lot of the time uh, they're not under center.
3: All right, so... We wanted to predict the playoffs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We got a couple more minutes here before a break. We'll get to your calls at the other side, 803-0550. So if you're on hold, stay there. We will get to you. Uh, But Derek, we've got a few minutes here. And so I've been asking Jeff Kerr of CBS. I asked Mike DeBate of Lockdown Patriots, their playoff predictions, their Super Bowl predictions. Uh, Jeff had it. Chiefs-Packers, and then Mike, um, he didn't really give a Super Bowl prediction, but he said his final four was Chiefs-Bills, and then in the NFC it was Packers-Tampa Bay. So nothing really too crazy. But now The same that, four as last year. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I think it, I mean they might still be the four, four best quarterbacks in football. I think they are. So not too much of a surprise there. I want to get your predictions, though, before the break. What do you – I mean, again, in a year that, as you said, is – Drunk. Drunk
3: off its ass.
1: <laughs> what what are you <laughs> feeling right now is going to be the Final Four and the Super Bowl?
3: Look, man, it's going to be some stiff competition here in the postseason, and these picks can be hard. But I do think, in my heart of hearts, and as logically as possible, I'm going to say that the Bills are the team that is standing up at the end of the day uh, from the AFC. They can beat the Chiefs. They have proven it already, and they can do it again because – Mm-hmm. This team has. You think it'll be Bills? But I do think. It but it, will wouldn't be,
1: they play the Chiefs in the second round?
3: Yes. So it's not going to be Bills Chiefs. Obviously, yeah. I think it's going to be Bills Bengals for the right to the Super Bowl. I do think that Cincinnati wins today, and I do think that they go ahead and beat Tennessee as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be Bills Bengals, I the, the most unlikely, actually, yeah. the most unlikely duo for the AFC Championship, and I do believe that the Bills would be able to take that risk and be able yeah. to win. On the NFC, um, there is nothing but evil. Tom Brady uh, will come out of there for Tampa, and the Buccaneers will be in the Super Bowl again. So it would be Bills and Bucks. So the Bills, while I said it could be a potential revenge tour, I think the Titans won't carry their side of the Mm -hmm. uh, bargain. So the Bills will have to beat the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. Whereas in the NFC, who are they facing? I think it's going to be Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers will lose yet another NFC championship game.
1: I have the same thing in the AFC. I think the Bengals' path can get them to the AFC title because they're probably going to play Tennessee. The Bills would have to go through Kansas City. I do have the Bills making it, though, and beating the Bengals. Um, In the NFC, I do have the Packers in the Super Bowl. And I have them getting over the hump finally. Aaron Rodgers is 0-4 in his last four NFC Championship games. But I do think I actually have him beating Dallas and the Cowboys. I have a rematch of Dallas in Tampa Bay in the divisional round. And normally I think the Cowboys are always overhyped and they get this national media attention and treatment that New England kind of got to during that seven-game yeah. win streak that maybe overhypes them a lot. But this year, if they're not going to do it this year, I don't know when Dallas would get at least to the final four. All right, guys, we've got one more segment for you here on sports talk saturday we'll get your calls next at 8030550 we have coverage for you on bills patriots up until the 815 kickoff this is wgr
0: we're back sports talk saturday
1: playoff style the bills Bills take on the rival patriots tonight at 815 We have coverage for you up until the 8.15 kickoff. Nate Geary and Jeremy White join next at 3 o'clock. Thanks to Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports for joining us. Uh, Thanks to um, Mike DeBot, or debate, I should say, of Locked on Patriots. And uh, Derek, I cannot wait for tonight's game. I mean, it's cold. It's the Patriots. So here's the The playoffs. Here's the thing. What more could you ask for?
3: I am so excited. And then at 8.15... I'm going to be so nervous, and I'm yeah. pretty sure the entire city will be that there will be basically a coal to diamond mine.
1: See, it's different. Once your one of our callers talked about the expectations the bills now have and the you know title aspirations. It's no longer what it was in 2017 and 2019, but that does add another level of pressure. That comes with expectations, and pressure comes with more nerves. So I definitely do feel like as excited as people are for this game, especially because it's against the Patriots and it's at home, it's definitely a little more nerve-wracking. Buddy, I'm going to be want in want my feelings tonight. Yeah, you don't want the Patriots to be the one that ends your season. You would love to. It would be so sweet to beat the Patriots in your first playoff game this year, but the the opposite scenario is a nightmare.
3: Lamentation because then Connor from at from Boston point, yeah. is going
1: to call in for <laughs> three months. Yeah. And you're not going to hear anything else. Yeah.
3: So this is really going to be the most intense playoff game ever, probably since the Super Bowl days, because you need to knock them out. Yeah. It's not – this is not a uh, a friendly little – Oh hey, the Colts. They were old rivals, you know. Right. Good to see you guys back in it too. Or like Jacksonville, or, nobody yeah. really
1: cared. Houston, there wasn't any strong connection there. Yeah. But I like, guess last year with Lamar and Mahomes, there was some good storylines with that, but it's different. No, no I'm talking hatred. Line. Yeah, right. There's
3: there's a real volatility here that is not matched by any other playoff rival, probably since the Bills and Dolphins back in the day. Sure, yeah. Um that's probably where I'd say now. it is, like the volatility, the hatred—it's there, and I'm—I I, oh, I need a pizza place to like reach out to me because I need to eat my feelings tonight. This is gonna be bad. Is that
1: what is that what the go-to food is tonight for you? Pizza, buddy.
3: I'm going with like the warmest of food. I'm, like, like, I'm go with going a pizza. new style of wing. I don't want pizza? medium or barbecue. Wings, no, pizza. dude. I, I, I need, need I need hot wing.
1: Maybe Jamaican jerk. I'm gonna go with some and pepper. That would be I,
3: good. I need yeah. I need yeah. a spicy wing that's gonna make me. Be able to be like, oh, I'm not sweating because of the game. I'm sweating because of the wing. No,
1: I, <laughs> I need to. Uh, I'm as cool as a cucumber, man. i nah, really, I feel great. I, Zach, you're always as cool as a cucumber. I, I Nothing try. Nothing rattles be. you. Which is a really good <laughs> trait. No, have, you're not. Sure. <laughs> well, that's gonna don't do it. tell <laughs> everyone that. <laughs> that's going to do it for sports talk Saturday right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Game day coverage continues next with Nate Geary Quick. and Jeremy White.
3: Bills 24, 17.
1: All right, perfect. I'm going to say Bills 21-13. to 13. I don't think the Patriots score much. That's going to do it, guys. If you're on hold, stay there. 803-0550 is the number to call. This is WGR.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours